you know, and so, you know, there are so many movies out there where, you know, you know, going back to most art is terrible. Most art is just kind of like, eh, it's okay. It ain't great. It ain't terrible. It ain't fantastic. You know, it's just kind of meh, you know, and that's my experience typically across the board. It doesn't mean that I'm not enjoying the thing. I am enjoying Batman beating up a dude. Looks cool. Mm-hmm. I'm also laughing at the fact that in the Batman, he has fucking eye frames because Batman's getting shot with literal like machine guns and just kind of walking it off. Like not even like in the fucking dark night where it's like, I got shot. Yeah. Holy shit, Ouch. this hurts. This is more of a like... All right, cool. Uh, so I input the code. So I got like super for five minutes and uh, mm. just going to be able to walk through this hallway, you know. All right. So maybe we should go down this rabbit hole. Uh, <clears throat> I am <laughs> as an old man okay, who is 43, who began his comic book obsession when he was eight. So let's put that all into context. Okay. I am increasingly disappointed by, even in the comics, not Mm -hmm. just on the screen, I don't like the fact that the heroes all have some form of armor now. Mm -hmm. The thing that made Batman cool when I was eight is that he was essentially nude. He was just a dude. Not just that he was a dude, but if you think about the psychological... He's going into the fight completely vulnerable. He has a a skin-tight suit, and they would draw every ab. You know what I mean? And, like, some of the artists, uh, Jim Aparo, would even do, like, the bones in the hands. Like, he's naked. They Literally, the heroes were nude with just costumes painted on them. Right. You know? And now it's like... They finally stopped doing this stupid shit, but even in the comics for a while, Superman was walking around with plating. Why the fuck (laughs) would Superman have plating? You're talking about three things. Okay. One, you're talking about the myth of man versus beast in the sense of you want your hero to be the guy who jumped into the lion cage yes. to save the baby. Right. You know, he didn't plan for it. He was just there. It happened. He did the thing. He beat the lion by himself. Right. Right. The second thing that you're talking about is the realistic nature of modern comic books. Before, it was just, this is Mr. Freeze and his freeze ray. Right. And it was, how does it work? Doesn't fucking matter. It's a freeze ray. It's a freeze ray. It's in the title, man. You don't need to know how it works. Right? It just freezes things. It's fine. Right? And the third thing you're talking about when you're talking about the issue of, like, the in-between... You know, of like you have man versus beast and you have the illogic and now you have what we have in the modern context of Batman needs all these things is just you're talking about the weight of history because there are so many things that happen now 
or have happened in the past that like for people and this is I'll call them my people <laughs> because I'm sure this is something that I would have nitpicked. But there are nitpicky people out there who would be like, there's no reasonable way Batman should have survived that shotgun blast. Sure. You know, but it works better for storytelling purposes if he takes the shotgun blast. Right. Right. So, you know, I don't disagree with you on most of those things. The one thing I do kind of go with that I think has elevated it and makes it a little bit cooler now is I do like the fact that in comic books in general, people go, well, like some of us got a science degree before we started drawing. So like this is, you know, Batman having armor is not a killer for me. I think it's kind of cool because I feel that that plays into Batman being as smart as he is. Sure. The idea of Batman going, why do I have a bat symbol on my chest? Oh, well, I made this bat symbol and had it colored black because it makes it more obvious, and that's where the center mass plating is. So when somebody does shoot me, it's far less likely to kill me. And I go, that's the genius tactician sure. that everybody and loves. I, you know, we don't have to center it on Batman. I mean, right. the Flash was nude painted red. Right. You know, now yeah. in the comics, he's got weird fucking plating all over him right and, and I, like i don't like that i want the fucking fly i want him to be in a fucking sock well, running real fast well but again you know? though that's you know when you're talking about the nature of man versus beast and the nature of you know modernism and comics it's because and you know i know old man dempsey don't <laughs> like things to change it's not about but, change it's about what you know when i first it, noticed it an artist friend of mine um, I'm trying to remember. I'm probably going to get the details wrong, but apparently Captain America, originally his ears were outside of his mask. Mm -hmm. And then after the movie, even in the comics, they started covering his ears. And this guy's a, he's not just a guy who draws in his notebook. He's a professional fucking artist. Right. And he was the one who pointed out that you've now removed that vulnerability. Mm -hmm. The fact that his ears were exposed made him more vulnerable, which also makes him more fucking cool. Yeah. Because he's willing to go into battle with exposed ears. Right. And so I I think in like the original, original Captain America comics, it was literally like there was the mask that came over his face and his ears stuck out and he had the little The little wings, yeah, little wings, yeah. You know, on the And top. now the wings are fucking painted on the side. Right. And it's the Now that okay, that's the, an example of me going, I don't like change. Now the wings are painted on the side. Right. What I, I'm not talking about I don't like change. I'm talking about I don't like the fact that you've actually visually reduced I mean, that a, is change, a kind though. of a spunk. No. <laughs> I'm talking about the exposed ears. Mm -hmm. Is That's a communication. You have re-communicated the character now. Right. Well, so in that context, you know, when you're talking about it, all that stems from modernism of comic books have been around so long that you know somebody today goes oh captain america modern captain america typically wears what looks like a soldier's helmet you right. know uh 
<clears throat> but part of the reason why they do that is because some dude 20 years ago saw the ears and went like, when his eardrums get blown out? Sure. You know, and then that and I got think, passed on. Right, and I think th- adaptation is one thing. You cover his ears in the first film because he's the literal soldier and he's wearing literal soldier gear. Mm-hmm. But then now we have to reinterpret him in the source material to match the movie everybody saw. Right. And again, it's not just that I don't like change. It's that now you have visually re-communicated the character. If, if, a, if Rafiq Shaheen goes into battle wearing nothing but a loincloth... And I take the photo of that, and then I have Rafiq Shaheen goes into battle covered in head-to-toe fucking super modern tech. Two different characters. Right. Two completely different characters. Same guy, same name, same history. Two characters. Which is fine. Right. If if the complaint is I don't I want the original character, I don't want the new one, I go, that's fine. Write the character in both formats. You can tell stories of back in the day. This is Steve Rogers before he punched Hitler, and this is Steve Rogers today. Okay, sure. Uh, But, you know, kind of as an in-between both of those standpoints, there is a portion of me that goes, the reinterpretation of the character makes sense and works at least for me because the nature of the threat has evolved it's not batman fighting guys with tommy guns anymore Mm -hmm. it's batman fighting realistic militaristic robots (laughs) you know well maybe that's the problem maybe batman shouldn't be fighting robots well, but that's the thing is that was always present, which goes back to, you know, the kind of second point of like, we used to just be like, it's a robot and Batman could punch it with his bare hands. And then somebody went, uh, you know, that would break your hand if you punch metal, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and then someone was like, oh, yeah, it would break your hand. So I guess Batman's got like brass knuckles or something underneath that and then somebody goes okay but like when the robot threw him across the room in that same scene like him hitting the wall would definitely break his spine and then someone goes you're right you know if we keep on writing comics like this it doesn't make sense for batman to survive all of these things that he has had for 60 70 years now you know so at what point does uh so you got the the <clears throat> the kind of postmodern thing that happens in the eighties where Alan Moore makes the Watchman, mm-hmm. and the Watchman is what you're describing. He looks at Batman falling off a building and surviving, and going, "Well, that would never happen." So I want to make a comic about very real human Watchmen mm-hmm. and show if someone falls out of a building, they break their back and die. So that was a commentary on standard comics that was a direct this is the kind of stuff you see in batman and here's what it would look like in the real world Mm -hmm. at what point do we accept like yeah it's not the real world 
I think that comic would be called The Boys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, you know, to a certain extent, here's the thing. It's like, we, you know, we should accept. We People need to accept, by and large, that comics are just modern-day myth. It is j- that's all it is. We've taken the story of Hercules, except in the Marvel Universe where Hercules is an actual <laughs> character. And in DC. Oh, yeah, and that's true, too. Uh, but we've taken the concept of Hercules, and we've just been like, well, Hercules meets another demigod, but we don't call him a demigod, but we just call him Batman because we like Batman. Uh, you know, and we go, well, we did the 12 labors as a story, so this is not the real world. But we don't want to accept that because we want Batman to be guy in the nude fighting the beast that was my biggest one of well i have several but one of my biggest problems with the batman begins movie was that beat by beat they apologized for the character Mm -hmm. it's not a batmobile it's a tank it's an experimental tank that we painted black those little blady things on his forearms those aren't just decoration those are ninja spikes that he used when he was in the alps learning how to be a ninja I mean, beat by beat by beat, they just kept apologizing for what makes Batman Batman, which is why I stand 100% behind 1989 Batman. Because 1989 Batman just leans into it. Yeah, he drives a car that looks like a bat. Mm -hmm. You got a problem with that? (laughs) You know, like, fuck it. It just is. Well, so, but, you know... That goes into a whole conversation about like the nature of camp and, you know, kind of like we talked about before about how comedy or things in general have just evolved into what's popular now. At some point in time, people were like, it's kind of lame that he just drives around. In a car. I don't believe that though. I believe that a filmmaker made that decision. I believe that Christopher Nolan went, the Batmobile is stupid. Right. I do something else. Yeah, and then people got on board with that, <laughs> and people were like, that's stupid. Well, and that's then, a good point. That's a good point. It did sell. But then you have, you know, another five years after that, somebody was like, no, the Batmobile should look like a bat, and we wrote an entire comic called Batman Brave and the Bold that's just Batman except this camp. Mm-hmm. And people were like, this is fucking amazing. (laughs) Right. Oh, it's almost like I'm reading Batman. Right. And then people went and then after Brave and the Bold got canceled and those comics had their run, people were like, yeah, you know, it is a little late, you know, and it's always going to be like that. It's always going to be the cycle of this generation thinks a thing is cool. And then the next generation goes, that thing that you thought was cool is lame. But our thing, which is not your thing, is cool. And then the generation after that is going to be like, no, that's lame. Batman should be more like grandpa's generation, Mm -hmm. you know. And then the generation after that is going to go and have the same argument. Well, that I think that's also the inherent problem of any character that you can, you know, Sherlock Holmes has lasted hundred uh, over a hundred years, but it hasn't continued from the first novel. Right. You know, there's a set of novels, then there's this set of movies, 
Then there's this TV, and each one is its own animal that exists in its own. You're not just continuing to build this character over the course of 80 years. So this know? this is kind of why I, and we've had this conversation off mic before. We might have had it on mic before, I'm not sure, but uh, I believe in retiring the jersey. Yeah. I go, and this is something that I wish comics would do for a literal 10-year period. They would go, Steve Rogers is Captain America no more. It's now Sam Wilson. And now from 1980 to 1990, Sam Wilson is Captain America. And And even if we reboot the universe, he's going to be Captain America in that rebooted universe. The direct example of that would be when they killed Barry Allen. In the 80s for the mm-hmm. next, I don't know the number, it's, it's, but it's got to be pushing 20. For the next 15 to 20 years, The Flash was a guy named Wally West. Right. There is an entire generation of comic book fans. Their Flash is a guy named Wally West. Right. And how cool is it now that when Barry Allen did come back, the conversation is there are two flashes. And they have similar costumes. One of them is a little more angular, but it's essentially the same design. Right. And they're just the flash. They're both the flash. Right. And And when they go, well, we're having Barry Allen do cosmic stories. For the most part. Right. And Wally West is the flash you're going to see with the Justice League. Right. By and large. And I go, I love that. When, and I, and, you know, I've apologized for this before because when Miles Morales first came out, they just marketed it as though this is Spider Man, but black. <clears throat> oh, yeah, sure. The thing that I love that they did with Miles Morales, which is the reason why I have gone from hating the character to loving the character, is there are not only in the comics moments where he goes, don't do that. Right. Where they go like, oh, it's black spot. And he's like, no, it's just Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. By I, the way, I'm, how would they know he's black? Right. It's interesting. Uh, but there's a whole thing where you watch Miles Morales in the comic books and he is just Spider-Man. There's there's Well they no- original I think originally they weren't even in the same continuity and then eventually no, yeah. eventually they merged them. So originally It was I, an ultimate thing. Yeah. Right? It was originally in Ultimates Peter Parker dies, Miles Morales took comes, his place. Took his place. And then they merge the universes. Now they hang out together. And they're both right. Spider-Man, right? They yes. just they're just called do you know that they were doing that with Batman before DC came in and fucked everything up? Right. That was when they were doing the Dick Grayson. Great. Yeah. Dick Grayson was Batman for about a year in real time in the comics. Who knows? In real human, whatever. Then they brought back Bruce Wayne and no one in the comics had overtly addressed the topic, but you had Bruce Wayne standing there in a Batman costume and you had Dick Grayson standing there in a slightly different Batman costume. They were distinct enough that you could go, that one's Dick, that one's Bruce. Mm-hmm. But they still had the ears and the cape and the whole thing. And like, as you're reading it, you're just kind of going, oh my God, are they just going to let there be two guys named Batman? You know, right. and then DC went bananas and ruined everything, all the characters. But Now, if you want to talk about the fucked up version of what you just talked about, this is something that I am currently hating. 
is there are two Batmans again now. But they're in different timelines. No. There is Batman, and now there's Black Batman, mm-hmm. which is basically just one of the Lucius... Lucius Fox's son. Son, right? Except he is in more realistic stories. So literally the first story of his that I read was him going, I don't live in Gotham anymore. I live in New York City, to which I go, why are you in fucking New York? <laughs> right. New York is just Gotham. Uh, no, I, my understanding. And he was dealing with police brutality of shooting black people. Yeah. And there was part of me that was like, you could, if you just didn't make the race a thing and you had just given us, kind of like with Dick, a good reason to be like, there are two Batmans, right? There are two of them. You could have had him do that exact same story in Gotham City, and I would have been like, fantastic. This Batman is addressing, you know, some bullshit that's going down that parallels to something in the real world. Great story, as opposed to you specifically made a black Batman to go and talk about this thing over here. And I hate the fact that you keep on bringing up his race. So my, this is the, one of the things that happened over the last couple of years where I kind of dropped out of comics. Um, I never fully got my head around. My understanding is that DC was publishing two separate continuities. There was the mainstream modern DC universe and then all these other comics that took place like five years later. And so that Batman that you're talking about was the five years later Batman. But now, once again, they've done another big event there where they've folded the five years later because the Justice League quote-unquote died. So now all of those second generation characters are the current Justice League. Yes. Isn't isn't that the thing that's going on now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're doing that now, but like the thing that you're talking about is there was a thing that was called Future State, Mm -hmm. which was essentially, I don't think it was like five years into the future for Future State. I think it was just like... There was a whole thing that was... Oh, it was just a marketing thing that said... it was like Joker War. This is the new... The new shit. Okay, fair enough. There was like Joker War, which was like Bruce lost all of his money. And then there was... And then came Future State, which I think was the event afterwards, uh, which was the city is under attack by... And, you know... Here are all the Bat family members coming to the defense of Gotham, to which, have we talked about this before? I I say we don't. Uh, We've probably lost anyone who was listening at this point. Okay. Uh, Because I was going to say, I think I know the solution for what I want, or the idea that I want for the Bat family going forward. We'll we'll talk about it later. All right, buddy. Uh... If you have another topic, we can ramble. I'm sure we're at two twenty one. I mean, you want to talk? You about, look like you look like you're about to die. You want to talk about monkey attacks? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can't say. Do you want to talk about monkey? What? No. No, I don't <laughs> want to talk about monkey attacks. Okay. That sounds like a terribly boring topic. So I'm going to start uh, this off like this. All right. 
every guy, when you go, what animal could you fight and <laughs> win, has an idea. I don't know why that's the case. Every dude I know, maybe mm-hmm. it's just people in general, but every dude I know goes, hey, man, if you had to fight an animal, which one do you think you could take? And there's instantly an image in your head. Okay. Right? What is that image for you? I think... I don't want to sit here and like say I could take, but I know enough about dogs. I've had dogs my whole life. I, I, I can meet a dog I've never seen before and make a connection with a dog. Like I know how to communicate with dogs. I think if a snarling dog was coming at me, I would I be able to overpower it? No. Mm. Would I be able to, but could I communicate with it just enough to get it to pause or this actually, actually, this actually happened. Uh, some years ago, my dog, I had my dog in the front yard and he saw some other, like some other real big dog. I got a little guy, some big dogs just started charging. And so I ran out into the street and screamed and made myself really big. I started waving my arms and kicking my legs and they both froze. They were like, what the fuck? And it was just enough time for me to like scoop my little guy up and get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. So if a big ass snarling Rottweiler was coming at me, I could probably get its attention, do just the right move to where I could hop a fence or grab a rock or, you know, whatever I needed to do to get out of that situation. So I will say mine first and then follow it up with the story. Okay. But for me, I go a penguin. I feel like I I could take a penguin. You you know, like I I feel, you know, like he might might get a couple holes in your shin, but you just punch him right in the head. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like they're kind of fat. They kind of waddle. They don't look like that. They're aggressive, but it's like, you could probably like punt kick a penguin. Right. Uh, But I don't think realistically, either one of us could take a macaw or not. (laughs) I Um, I would never try. uh, Oh yeah. Uh, Macaw, uh, which is the monkey, which is attacking Japan, right? (laughs) I just got the image of like a Godzilla-sized monkey. (laughs) (laughs) So like you've seen those videos before, like the monkey sitting in the hot water and the snow and everything like that, right? So there's a city- Didn't that happen to you? Yes. You were sitting Uh, in a hot spring in Japan and a monkey showed up and chilled with you for a minute and then left. Yeah. Cool. Uh, So when I went to the world's oldest hotel- uh, you know, I went to the outdoor bath and I was sitting like I hope oh, like the they have different ones they are like uh, communal ones. And then there are like private ones you have to reserve. And I reserved one of the outdoor ones and I went to there and I opened up the door and there's just like one of these monkeys chilling in the hot spring. And like he looked over at me to be like, sup. <laughs> and then I was like. Do I leave? Did you, did you say like, what it do? <laughs> yeah, what it do? So, like, I I just showered myself because you're supposed to do that before you get in. Uh, and then I was like, maybe if I get closer, he'll just leave. And then, like, I got in for like a minute or two, and then like he was like, whoop, 
<laughs> time to <Gotta> go. go. <laughs> yeah, kind of like he was like, I don't want to see your dick, man. <laughs> you know. And then he just got out and left, and I was like, all right, cool. This is this is a so, story. So we um, have a macaw. Is it in Japan? Yes, terrorizing so, people. Not just one, apparently gangs of them. And apparently, and the reason why the word terrorizing is so good in this situation is because they can't trap them <laughs> because they're not interested in food or items. Nice. They're just interested in fucking <laughs> with people. Uh, now, when you say in Japan, I'm sure we're not talking about the city. We're talking about the city of Yamaguchi in Western Japan. Right. Uh, do we know anything? About, I don't expect you to, but do you know any? Is this a more rural area? Is there a lot of jungle around? Like I, what? I could not tell you. My understanding from the stories I've seen is that it's a little bit more on the rural side mm. of things. Uh, like it's not a major, major city, but it's not a tiny city okay. either. Uh, but apparently they've attacked 58 people. Nice. Uh, specifically targeting elderly uh -huh. children yep. and disabled individuals. Yep. So they know who to go for. <laughs> uh, they know who can't fight back. Right. They've hired people to try and tranquilize them, but apparently they keep on escaping. Uh, so I kind of go, if, if we were... Planet of the Apes, right? <laughs> Alan, would we survive? Is that, are we going to be able to survive the inevitable monkey uprising or are we just doomed? It depends on how deep into the planet we're going. My biggest, the biggest problem I'm going to have in a Mad Max post-apocalyptic zombie, I, if I can't get my medicine, I'm doomed. Right. So... Right away, the minute we go Mad Max, I'm one of the first on the chopping block. It's, I don't, I can't get my insulin. I can't get my colon. <laughs> I'm fucked. I'm fucked. So, uh, in terms of, I have access, like, I guess it depends. I mean, if we're talking Planet of the Apes, we're talking about an invading army with weapons. That's just humans. Yeah. That's just humans yeah. at that point. So, am I going to survive a human invasion? Probably not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. I'm just fascinated by this because, like, it's the idea of, like, they're not interested in profit. It, they're, they're literally just, like, a gang yeah. of monkeys who are just, like, <laughs> we want to break shop windows and attack people because we hate, we don't like your faces. And, like... Those monkeys, man, they're always hanging out by their cars with their leather jackets, <laughs> right? Like, co combing their big, greasy pompadour hairdos and smoking cigarettes and saying things like cool cat and they're just always causing trouble those monkeys it's so weird though because like in a western society or i used to say in most societies like we've kind of painted this image of like monkeys are like cute and cuddly and you know kind of yada 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 but it's like you're forgetting that this is a wild animal that's mostly muscle like did i ever tell you about uh teaching lord of the flies and using the jane goodall video no. My first year teaching, I had to teach Lord of the Flies. And it as I was reading it, you know, I, I, I by the way, here's a little secret for you. Anyone who thinks teachers are amazing, chances are they're only a couple chapters ahead of you because <laughs> they got a lot of shit to do. Anyway, so I'm trying to read three or four chapters ahead of the kids. And uh, the whole time I'm reading it, it was reminding me of this Jane Goodall video I saw when I was in high school, which I ended up bringing in because... I mean, there's a lot of correlations. Like the smart kid who should be running things is fat and has asthma. So nobody takes him seriously. So who ends up running the really good looking kid? 
Why does he end up running? Because he blows into a, a conch shell and makes a loud noise. Mm-hmm. Well, then I go, okay, that's what happened in the book. Let's look at what the apes did. And there's a moment in the in the documentary where one of the apes finds that the film canisters make a lot of noise. So he just starts banging them all over the forest. And he, he went from being like the low guy on the totem pole to being the high guy on the totem pole because he banged some canisters around, right. you know. But halfway through the documentary, you know, they're out, they're living with the apes, chimps, and then they go away and then they come back. And as the, the narrator says, if we had stopped our research where we did, we would have had this image of them being these gentle, just like you said, the gentle... When they got back, the the tribe that they had been following had split into a northern and southern faction, and they were constantly going to war to, with one another. And there didn't seem to be any, like you said, there was there didn't seem to be any strategic territorial, like they weren't fighting over food that was in front of them. They were just beating the fuck out of each other right. constantly. And I can't imagine living in a city where that's a, possibility but like i also can't imagine moving from that you know what i mean like like <laughs> where else am i gonna go right that i could be randomly attacked by chimps right but like i would also feel kind of like silly if that's why i ended up moving <laughs> right. you know what i mean like imagine if we were living here in tampa Right. And then like fucking chimps just start harassing and like haranguing people. <laughs> and then you move to Boston and somebody from Boston's like, eh, why'd you move? <laughs> the the and chimp like, problem, man. Right. There's a huge chimp problem going and then, on. And they'd be like, what are you, a pussy? Yeah. <laughs> like, That's great. Like I would, tr- I guess like I would try to fight a monkey, but like the idea of like monkeys stealing babies because they go like, ah, this is vulnerable. Feels like way more tactical than I would be. <laughs> like, I would just try to fight the first monkey that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, how about this? So, how about that? So, how about this? So, how about this? I'm out of gas. How are you? It's all right. All right. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of So How About This. If you liked that episode, please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, or leave a review. If you really liked us, tell a friend. If you hated us, tell somebody you also hate. Tell five people that you hate about us. Find your arch enemy and convince them to listen to our podcast because you hate us so much and you want to punish them for it. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at so how about this one. That's the words so how about this followed by the number one. If you have any questions you want answered on the show, just hit us up on Twitter and don't forget to stay tuned for new episodes.